Welcome to the Zell Informer Podcast. My name is Alfred Tabak, so today I'm joined by two regulars now. We've got Nate in one corner. Hi! And we've got Andy in the other. Hello, everybody! Okay, so this week, um, we're going to get a little spoilery. Uh, just mostly, again, talking about Breath of the Wild. Uh, we don't have a lot of news. We're getting some small things out um, from Breath of the Wild, people discovering different things. But I kind of, again, wanted to talk about our experiences... Um, now that we've had, you know, two weeks-ish to play the game, um, and just kind of our experiences about it, some of the things we liked and didn't like again, um, and some of the, the, more, the things that we've discovered since then. Um, and, Nate, have you finished the game yet? Uh, I have beaten the final boss. Okay. Excellent. So, so we can go into that kind of spoiler territory. So if you're worried about spoilers for the game... Um, run. Yeah, run. Just, just <laughs> get out of here. Uh, this one is not for you. Uh, so we're going to talk Mark, about... Mark it and come back later, yeah. though, because it'll be interesting. After you finish, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about some of the things. Um, I, I, first, I want to talk about story um, and our impressions of the overall story, now that we've all finished it, um, what we liked, what we didn't like. This includes. This can even include some gameplay elements of story, like boss fights or um, dungeons, and mm-hmm. uh, just that kind of area, voice acting, whatnot, the story in general. So uh, let's just start with you guys. Like, what were your general impressions of um, the main story of the game? Uh, we we touched on this a bit last week, Nate. Why don't you go ahead? Well, it's very interesting. Um, it's interesting to me. Like, I haven't unlocked every memory yet, mm-hmm. uh, so there's still some some bits of the backstory that I don't really fully know. Um, obviously, particularly between Zelda and Link's relationship. Um, heck, I didn't even do all four of the Divine Beast. Um, I did two of them and then went and kicked Calamity Ganon's ass. Hmm. Really? Um, Good on you. Yeah, it, well, I died the first time, and then I came, like, I, I, I went and got a bunch of ancient arrows thinking they'd help. They don't help yeah. in that fight at all. Um, like, at all. They're, they're pointless against Calamity. Did you use an ancient bow? No, I did not. That that helps. Um, I had the ancient shield, uh, which didn't matter because I also had the Hylian shield, so it really was irrelevant. Um, and I used, I think I just used the master sword the whole time. Uh, and I, uh, I, I broke like two sword, bows yeah. against him, but I basically just used bomb arrows. In, I don't know. It was, once I got the, uh, the second time fighting him, I actually got like the hang of the mechanics of the fight. Because the one thing I sucked at is dodging. Because <laughs> um, I have not like dodged a whole lot. Um, I've been me, very me neither. Cu- I ended up kind of running around, uh, uh, yeah, waiting for Daruk's protection to come. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to do the first him. time, and it was taking. You know, I was fighting him for like an hour straight, um, mm-hmm. just waiting for that protection to come back up, and then I, uh, <laughs> I just, my, I don't know if I had like hand fatigue or something, <laughs> but I made a, I made a mistake, and I was all out of food, and I made a mistake and got hit, and that's what, what took me out, and I, I was very mad about it because there was no way. I hadn't gotten hit for like 40 minutes, um, and then I just screwed up and died, and I got so mad, because I'm like, oh, I didn't wait, I was, he only had like maybe 10% health left, I was so mad that I screwed up, but I'm like, whatever, this is not obviously the best way to fight him, it shouldn't be an hour-long battle. Yeah, um, for me it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went through and went ahead and did all the shrines, so I had max health and max stamina when fighting him, mm-hmm. um, and plus I had uh, the guardian chest plate, uh, yep. which... And that added, I had upgraded it twice, so that added 12 um, defense on top of my 
four defense for my uh, pants and my, I think, eight for my headgear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like a relatively large defense there, about 24 overall. And um, it, I had all four Divine Beasts, so that took away half of his health. Mm-hmm. So right from the beginning of the fight, I didn't have that much to go off of. Um, I think the only trouble I had uh, was when I got to the point where you have to deflect the uh, lasers back at him um, because I'm so bad at parrying. Just in <laughs> any game <laughs> I play, I am awful at parrying. Witcher, um, you know, Breath of the Wild, just any mm-hmm. any time where I have to parry in order to execute an attack. Oh, gosh, Bloodborne, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does not work. I, I was uh, I was kind of hoping that there would be some uh, some kind of play on the the classic like like tennis match where you bounce well, on the back at him or, or whatever because I can do that, but parrying was hard. He launches well, this fireball at yeah. you, and so I was like, oh, I hit it back. That's ob- obviously, and so oh, you died. Fireball and it <laughs> blows up, and it like, yeah, took out it blows up like health. half the arena. Yeah, and I was like, well, there goes half of my health. Yeah. I hit it with the sword, yeah. and I was like. Yeah, you either run away from it or shoot it in the air. You're done. Yeah, I, I thought, because I'd only seen it one other time, and I think it was against um, Fire It was against one of the blades. Yeah, yeah. Fire Blade. And he uses it one, he used it once, and it, it didn't kill me. It just takes away half of my health because I had a lot of health. But I I was like, oh. And, well, and when you were fighting Fire Blade, too, you uh, you threw a bomb back at him. So I'm like, <laughs> I tried to do that, that at the first time, and then the bomb exploded, and then I got hit sure. by the thing. Well, the difficult thing for me for the parrying was that uh, you couldn't hit him unless you parried or unless you managed to dodge mm-hmm. um, a specific attack at the right time um, because he had that, like, invulnerability on him. Um, <laughs> so it was definitely, like, it, f- for me, I was actually kind of disappointed because the entire fight felt really easy. Um, even the second phase, the second phase was ridiculously the easy. The second phase was a joke. Like, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't even ride the horse in the second phase. I just, I just kind of casually ran around to the left. Yeah, shot and the, ran the second phase is just right. stay away from his head till the end. It, mm. it really wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the, or I, got, uh, I guess, th- I, I guess you can call it third phase because, like, the beginning of the fight is, uh, well, <laughs> maybe not for Alfred since he didn't have the beginning <laughs> of the fight. Oh, yeah, um, you have the beginning, then he goes into the second half. Yeah, you have the beginning yeah. until the second half of the fight. And the second half of the fight is when you can't, like, hit him with anything. Unless yeah. you reflect the laser back, which is probably the easiest method. Um, yeah. Or, as I was trying to say, you can dodge. Uh, yeah. Do a flurry rush right after. And I suck at that. So I ended <laughs> up, well, the second time I fought him, I ended up just doing the reflecting laser. The thing is, I wasn't really any good at that during the game. Like, I could never reflect the lasers back at the Guardians very well. Mm-hmm. But um, I just realized that I, I just have to get good at it. It's not that. It's really not that hard. You just have to time it. Like, it's just a timing thing, timing thing. So is the dodge, but for some reason, I can never time the dodge right. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Honest, I'll just rely I didn't on know you could reflect the lasers back at the Guardians until just now. Yeah, until I didn't know until uh, there was a video of some guy taking out two Guardians at the same time, and then he selfied, and it was awesome. I yeah, I knew because at uh, E3 last year, one of the Nintendo guys did it on the stream. Oh, okay. He, he reflected it off. Of, uh, I don't know, remember what shield he was using, because you can reflect it with like any shield, but if it's like a wood shield, you're done. Like that shield yeah. breaks. Really? I thought it, I thought it was a guardian shield only that did it. No, you can. I use the Hylian shield. It just it works oh, just cool. fine. Yeah, you can um, you can use any shield to do it. But basically, unless it's a high level shield like the Hylian shield or the guardian shield, it's gonna break. So you only can do it once. 
Um, and I'm guessing that most people with the Korok seeds didn't sit there and upgrade their shield inventory a ton. Yeah, um, maybe they did because maybe that maybe they like shield surfing everywhere. I don't know. I think um, the the thing for me at the the last phase against the Dark Beast Ganon, which was the pig that we've all come to know and love, um, mm-hmm. was like it's easy on a horse to be able to ride around Ganon because the sure. different lights appear at different areas on his body, like left yeah. side, right side, underneath, and then the forehead. Um, and so you have the horse because it's it's fast and it's quick, and there's also a mini game early early on that actually prepares you for this. Um, it's well, not maybe not early on. It's it's in Farron, um, and you go into it and you're on your horse firing arrows at targets. Oh, um, see, so I didn't do that mini game. Yeah, it, it's, I I had the option to do it, but I skipped it. I don't, yeah, I'm not I, really huge on horses in this game. I don't really like the way that they control. Well, I did it initially. Like, I eventually, like, I had to restart because I eventually ran out of arrows on my bows, broke doing this. Um, and this, the second time, the first time I restarted, I got it right away, got a, the knight's bridle for the horse. But when it came to the Ganondorf battle, or the Ganon battle, um, I didn't remember which horse I had equipped. Because I'd taken one out a long time ago. Sure, sure. And uh, the, old, the horse I had equipped for it and i i'll have a screenshot I'll, I'll try to export it and put it up here um the horse that i had equipped was the giant horse oh which, i know i haven't caught him yet the giant horse if you oh. if you have it it has you can only basically like speed it up quote unquote speed it up once and then it kind of like kind of sprints but it's very slow and it mm. does not corner well at all. Oh, I can so bet he I'd, doesn't corner well. Thanks I'd be huge. running, and then I'd like run straight into Ganondorf's or Ganon's uh, like leg, and then I'd <laughs> fall off the horse, and he'd go running, and then I'd have to call him back. I think that was the most frustrating part. This is because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know I need a horse. You probably didn't have him horse. fully trained either. But you, you didn't no. need a horse. Like like I got off my horse like instantly, and I had Epona, but I just did. I, I don't know. I didn't want to mess around yeah. with that, so I just. Got off and ran and yeah, shot. Yeah, see, I, the horse mechanics were all fine to me. Um, the only yeah. thing I didn't like about the horse mechanics um, is that as I'm trying to slow down my horse to talk to an NPC, I have to hold down my target button and hit a different button while I'm trying to slow him down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was annoying. I, I think... Well, that and... The, I don't know if there were... I, I don't know. I, I feel like if my camera is pointing towards the guy I want to talk to, <laughs> while I'm on my horse, I should just be able to hit A to talk to him. Well, and it's annoying because that also sometimes will make your horse go faster. And so I'd be yes. like walking by an NPC, yes. and it's like press Z, L, and A, and I'm like okay, and then I just go bolting off into different. Yeah, it, it that was mm-hmm. the only thing I didn't like about the horse controls. Otherwise, I'm like uh, it, it was mostly fine. Um, horses do run into trees. EJ, you know what? It's way wrong. <laughs> well, I, I they ran into everything. I, I just always <laughs> felt like I was never quite going the way that i wanted to like he's always veering slightly to the left or something well they basically like unless you're on a, a road they don't really go where they're supposed to they just kind of yeah. go straight and <laughs> they will either run into what's in front of them or jump over it if they can well, um which is i guess fine like a horse isn't going to know what i want him to do in the middle of a field um so like I, the, all, run the all, stuff, though. yeah like I, I thought they do. I thought the horse would do a little more avoidance, um, and I did notice some horses avoid things better. Like when I got Epona, Epona avoided avoided things better than my like my two star horses did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no idea if the giant horse avoids anything. He probably just tramples everything over. I think so. <laughs> the thing's bigger than most of the trees in the game. I swear. It's um, it just like kind of it'll run into stuff, 
and then it'll be a pain in the butt to... Yeah, well, know, plus it doesn't help if you don't have the max bond with it. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's so mm-hmm. hard to get with that. That's why, I, I think that's one reason why Epona actually controlled so well. It wasn't that it was Epona. It's that it's max bonded to you right away. Um, so, like... Which is nice. The giant horse, I've seen some people that that on YouTube who have a max bond with the giant horse, and, like, they're doing all these crazy things with it because the horse does everything they want it to do. It's so um, ridiculous. Except it doesn't corner well, but it, it, it's a giant freaking horse. It ain't going to corner well. Um, it's just, like... Getting in a semi truck, it's not going to corner well. There's not much you can do about that. Um, but no, like getting back to, to maybe some of the story, um, I think what's interesting to me is so far my favorite parts of the story weren't told in the cutscene. Um, they were told in books in Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, two books in particular, obviously, like the biggest one is is all those personal diary. Um, that is just so cool, the details that are in there, about um, how Zelda feels about Link. Um, like, clearly there is, like, she wants to date him, but she doesn't know if it's appropriate kind of thing. Well, at first she hates him, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. And then she grows to admire him after he, like, does a heroic deed and saves her, which is what he's supposed to do. Like, that's his job. Um um, the King's Journal was also really... Yeah, really I haven't find the King's Journal he, yet. He kind of knows that, that Zelda's going to grow, grow up resenting him, but is pushing on ahead anyways. Yeah, you know, I kind of got that feeling in the one cutscene, uh, in between mm-hmm. Zelda's study and her room. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, the King's kind of being an asshole, but I think he's got a point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I feel like I'm just missing that key story element that gives me the point. Um, and you know, I haven't found his diary yet. I know, I know it's in there somewhere. I only went to Zelda's room and Zelda's study, and then I beat Ganon. Um, and so I haven't really fully explored Hyrule Castle, so I haven't gone to the King's Room yet. Which I'm assuming is probably on the other side of the castle somewhere. Um, uh, it's in. If you've done the recipe side quest, it's in the same room as I, I haven't done the library. library side quest yet. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll find it eventually. I gotta go back and explore. I'm I'm off doing the Gerudo area right now. So. Um. So it, it it's just really cool to see um, how her feelings change for Link over the course of events happening, um, and like how she used to get mad at Link for like not talking. Mm-hmm. You know, classic Link doesn't talk, and then she finally mm-hmm. asked him about it, and he did speak to her, and told him told her why he doesn't talk, and I think this is the most interesting reason ever given for why Link doesn't talk, like ever. Because of the well, burden, there there really hasn't been a reason given. Well, no, the, well, the reasons always in player agency, making us more connected yeah. to the character. Like Link is talking, but he's not going to talk. Like even in this game, there's things when it mm-hmm. asks you a question, you're clearly talking because you're answering the question. Um, so like Link talks, but like it gives you a reason for why he barely talks. Um, and the reason is is fantastic. I don't know why they didn't just have this said in another game before. Um. You know, have, having to do with the burden he carries, and well, so many had, people relying on him. Today, and we were watching a cutscene, and he's like, "This seems weird that uh, Zelda's talking, but Link's not." So I kind of told him about that, about the book or whatever, and why he doesn't talk. So mm. I think they could get away with it before a little bit more because there were no other voices, sure. per se. But this game, they needed that explanation definitely a lot more. Well, yeah. it, it's just really cool because like the explanation for it is like. That's mad respect. It man. makes total sense. Like, like, yeah. like of course he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to say something wrong. He's, there's too much pressure on him. I think one of the most telling things about Link was during that scene that you're talking about between uh, her father and Zelda. 
Mm-hmm. When her father walks out, Link like drops to his knees and bows before the king. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's that's his character, and, and even at one of the points where she's talking about destiny, she's like, "Well, you know, your father was a knight, Link, and then you're following in his footsteps." So it's not like Link was the chosen one by any means at the beginning. He was he was the he was a knight assigned to Zelda. Yeah, that, he, was, he was basically assigned to protect Zelda. That, that was his yeah. job. Like the job um, that we usually see Impa doing, that was Link. Link was. Mm-hmm. There, like Zelda was supposed to be the savior, mm-hmm. and supposed to uncover her magical abilities, which the ancient textbook says she's supposed to have. Um, mm-hmm. Which obviously, you know, I mean, we we know based on Zelda lore that you know Zelda is the reincarnation of Hylia. Um, well, in this one, at least in one game, having the blood of Hylia flow through her, so it's yeah. probably a royal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I I think that whole Hylia thing just kind of that that's why, like, yeah, Zelda has one part of the Triforce, but. Why does Link not have magical abilities, but Zelda does? And speaking of, actually, how weird is that, that you go from start to finish in this game and the word Triforce isn't used once? Yeah. Well, it, it's totally it's totally strange. A, a lot of this like has to do with the setting of the game, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, because this game takes place 10,000 years, basically, after anything that's ever happened in the Zelda series. Uh, at least, I'm sorry, 10,000 years after Ocarina of Time was the official statement mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we we know that all the other events in the timeline, based on what we've been told and what the official timeline says, all happened basically within 500 to 1,000 years of Ocarina of Time. Um, outside of Skyward Sword, we're not quite sure how far before Ocarina of Time that happened. Um, so, we're so far in the future of any possible events um, that it feels like a lot of Hyrule's history kind of got lost. Um... Like, even when they're talking about, you know, even when you're going along and you're looking at all the ruined places, like, you can find, like, a ruined Lanlan Ranch. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. okay, did Calamity ruin that, or did that just degrade over time and that's just what happened? Because we're 10,000 years in the future. There's no way everything was exactly the same 10,000 years later. Um, I mean, you could even tell, like, like in the, the couple cutscenes I've seen at Hyrule Castle, I'm like, dude... I already know what I want the DLC to be. I either want it to be... Uh, I think I think it makes sense that the DLC is going to be 100 years prior Link fighting um, the battle in that field. Yeah, it's got to be something... Like, I either... The thing or, is or like, like, like I want to explore Hyrule Castle before it broke down. Or I want to restore Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. That, like, or I want to explore Zelda. Sure, yeah, I'm, that too. I'm, like, I'm, like, there's a lot of possibilities. It's just... I got this feeling watching all these cutscenes at Hyrule Castle that I'm like, dude, I want to explore this place. I can't because most of it's wrecked. Well, I don't. <laughs> I can't spoil this for you because you technically haven't gotten the trending of the game. Yeah. Um, but there is credence to you wanting to like have like a post where you mm-hmm. restore the land. Um, well, yeah, and, things... and there's like a like the story um, is weird. Uh, to, to me, in, in some regards, it's definitely not like a point uh, narrative. It's you've got to well, you've got to put in work to get the full story. Well, and that that's a, I actually love that approach about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the best possible approach. Like, there's people who have now beaten with, the game you know, you in like an anywhere hour. and do this. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like like that's the thing. I beat the game right. I basically, the only reason I took out Calamity Ganon, one, because I walked into the room by accident the first time. Yeah, that's happened before. I was just trying to explore the castle, right? 
So I'm like, oh, there's no way I can just... Because, like, when, when has there ever been a final, final battle that doesn't go through any sort of dungeon? So I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, well, I'm going to walk into here. Maybe Zelda's room is up here or something. And I'm like, oh, nope, I'm fighting some bosses I never beat. Oh, now I'm fighting Ganon. There's no breaks. This is this is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, didn't plan on that, but I'm not going to back down. Then he killed me. And, well, my attitude, as soon as someone kills me, i got to step up to the challenge and go kick his ass. So it's like, okay, you killed me. I'm not, I'm not running away and getting stronger. I'm going to come back just knowing now that that's what's going to happen and actually be slightly prepared. Um, I obviously didn't even prepare ideally because I spent a little time getting ancient arrows, and I turns out I didn't really need them because they don't do anything they in the game. They did like I, jack I squat. I hit him. prepared, and he still spanked me. Yeah, I hit him in the I head the, like I 10 times. all the way up to 32. Yeah, I hit oh, him in wow. the head like 10 you times with ancient arrows, there. and they were doing just as much mm-hmm. damage to him as bomb arrows were. So I'm like... Well, that was a waste. I'm, well, I mean, I, I stopped using. I had like thirty ancient arrows. I stopped using them at that point. Still have them because I, mean, I, I need to farm some parts to get some of the gear. But it's just I, so. Speaking of gear, really quick. So I had, I had um, the hood, the pants, and the tunic. So my my overall uh, defense level when I went and beat him was like seventy two. <laughs> I want to say way higher um, than so me. So right now I have when you when you complete all of the shrines you get the uh, the classic like green tunic and the tunic and of cap the wild. pants and stuff. So yeah, I'm upgrading the tunic of the wild and I've almost got all of it upgraded. I'm missing two star fragments, which are a biatch to track down. Yeah, I don't even have one. Um, so yeah, I got to get two more of those, and then once that's done, that'll be the highest mm-hmm. armor set in the game, and you'll have something like. Uh, like eighty four or something like that. Yeah, I beat I beat him with fourteen defense. Well, like <laughs> you, ha- in order to upgrade that tunic, first you have to get two scales from each dragon to get it to the next level, and then different parts mm-hmm. from each dragon to get it to the next level. And those are hard to get. Like eventually, yeah, he- you get the horns and the talons yeah. and the fangs. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I spent uh, most of the last two days farming those. I have I have exact locations and times where I know that the dragons yeah. are going to be. So I like, wow. when you get that too. pattern down, it's okay. But I haven't even fought a dragon yet. Well, you don't really fight. Well, them. You don't fight. Well, you kind of fight one, I guess. Well, okay. Let me well, put it. Let me let me backtrack. I haven't even seen a dragon yet. Well, you don't. For you don't fight them. You use them to get items, but they will attack you if. Well, that's not true. There is one dragon you fight. You're right. Um... So sorry. <laughs> so the dragons all have elements based around them, right? So yeah. like the um, the ice dragon, for example, when you when you get close to him, will have like icicles sure. or whatever that can hit you, right? Because the only way you're getting close is by sailing. So yeah. the closer you get to them, the the better chances you're you know you are of getting hit with ice or fire or whatever. And it then is. Nadra, that one's Nadra, right? They're all yeah, named after the the goddesses <laughs> to some extent. Woo! Um, I think I think there's Nadra, Ferocious, and, and Dinral. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. I think again, like we were talking about this last week, um, and there's there's a few moments in this game that are like key moments for me. But every time one of the dragons shows up and I see them like going by and hear the music, it's probably one of my mm, favorite moments in the game. It's, it's like it's just so beautiful. Like if there's a testament to how amazing this game is visually and musically, it's right there because that's probably one of the most stunning mm. moments in the game. You almost don't want to do anything. I, like sometimes I've just caught myself sitting there like. Man, that is that is just well, a so. I had the music down the other day, and I was uh, I was just kind of schmucking around over in Farron, mm-hmm. and I was at the I was at the bottom of a waterfall, and like I look up, and like Feroche was right there, like like couldn't have been more <laughs> than I don't know, like a couple feet away from me, in, like in game. It was mm-hmm. it was awesome, and that then is, I got zapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
In, in terms of, again, its story, there's there's something that I was worried about going into this game, and my fear was kind of, um, not acknowledged, but it was, it was proven, um, is I... I'm not one of those people that prefers subs over dubs. Like, I, I'll, I'll watch dubbed anime. Like, I've got a Funimation account, so I like listening to the dubs. I also have Crunchyroll, so subs are fine. I'm not, I'm not preferential. Um, and I love, you know, Daruk's voice, and um, Rivali is probably one of my new favorite characters. Um, really? He's such a prick. I know, but, like, he's he is Falco. But, like, he's one of the characters, because there's... <laughs> This is my favorite part of the story of this game is you see how people don't just randomly like Link. In every game so far that's had a story, people are like, oh, well, he's so amazing. Um, you do this stuff for me and we like you. Like, Rivali doesn't like him right off the bat. Um, Mifa kind of... Mifa's grown up with him, so she likes him. Um, and they they all just kind of have to get used to him. And Rivali doesn't like him until later on when he's like, you know, I, I don't see what's so important about you, why everybody's so, um, everybody likes you, but then eventually he's like, you know what, it's like, you are mm-hmm. a true knight, you are a true hero, so that realization for him as a character that, you know, Link is who he is, like, and that's not a bad thing, um, so I like his, what little character development there is of Rivali, it's there, but I like the fact that not everybody likes him, even if you go to Zora's domain, a lot of the Zoras don't like Link from the beginning, um, because of what they pretty much what, all what the elders did. yeah they're like well you took mifa from us and she's dead because of you that's pretty much how that goes um there's the king's advisor uh, the priest uh there's like two other people that just don't like link and that's new and that's awesome yeah um, they kind of made me feel like an asshole i know like, like that whole zora area i kept thinking man is is everyone dead because of me yeah. Like, these champions, that I get them killed? Because I don't know what happened. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Like, Mifa, you know, we, we learn, you know, about how her feelings for Link. And it's like, yeah, but still, am I the reason she died? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, uh, again, like, kind of going back, like, I, I like the voice acting for them. Uh, there's I, I wish there was more. Um, it's one of my biggest complaints. Because you get to those scenes um, with, you know, Sidon, which for oh. some reason... I don't okay that that okay so I really liked all the voice acting like I'm, I'm weird okay I recognize that like eighty percent of people out there thinks this voice acting is terrible but I loved it I don't know why maybe it's just because it's the first time Zelda's done it and I've been wanting them to do it uh, for so I'm long. I'm with you. I, I thought Zelda's I thought Zelda's voice actress was was spot on. And it, like she sounds yeah. like I would expect royalty to sound. I, I don't see that that was going to be my biggest complaint was <clears throat> like aside from the fact that I wish there was more like I didn't like the fact that. You know, I like that we heard Sidon, and then, you know, the different, Garu- like, the Gerudo, and then yep. uh, everybody, like, they had small speaking roles, but you really didn't hear them talk after, you know, a certain point. I mean, I was like, I want to hear more. I want to I hear them more because I like, not necessarily like their voice, but I like their voice giving them character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Zelda took, like, she had a, a mixed performance because some scenes were great, some scenes were eh. And some scenes just were like, you know, you're kind of killing this for me. Um, and that's that's the part where I really wish I could have had a J- the Japanese voice actress because I was like, well, I wonder how she sounds and, and how she conveys the different emotions. Um, because at first when I heard Zelda's voice actress, it honestly sounded like, this is going to sound so mean, and I don't mean anything by it, but it sounded like a guy pretending to do a girl voice. 
And I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, there's no other way. Like, that's what I thought when I first heard it. I was like, there, there's no way. Um, like, it did grow on me. Like, towards the, the last scene of the game, I was like, the okay. The last scene in that last quote she gave was great. Yeah, but, like, afterwards, like, it was mostly the beginning. Like, the beginning of the game, like, it, it's it kind of seemed, honestly, like, as Zelda was finding her place, so was the voice actress. And she slowly got better throughout the game. And, like, finally to the point where I was like, okay, you know, I can see this now. Um, and I, I think this is actually her first voice acting role uh, is in Breath of the Wild. She tweeted something about it um, for, for her being her first role. Sure. Um, which is a huge mm-hmm. role. Like, that's a lot for of For your pressure. first role to have that. Mm-hmm. That's a, I'm surprised if it's her first voice acting role because that's a pretty major part yeah. of a pretty major game. No, this is her for, first voice acting role. So Nintendo's got to save that, that money. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was a lot of people's first voice acting roles. Well, they, like, well, uh, Eugene almost said in that, in that, in that new video series that they did eight languages with, with, uh, all new voice actors for each language. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's all languages that have better voice actors for certain characters or maybe just better voice actors overall, including obviously Japan. Um, but. See, I, I like I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't watch a lot of anime, but like just Japan, like the the way that they kind of, um, I don't want to say the way they speak. The, the way that they're acting is in uh, in in their shows. It just doesn't do it for me because it just feels like you're getting yelled at the whole time. Like it's almost like well, some of the, the shows you gotta are, be careful. Okay, like some of the shows are way over the top. <laughs> you sound like my father. There's there's exactly there are some shows in Japan. Honest, like a lot of times, that it does like, sound like they're yelling all the time. <laughs> Like that's that you like you sound like my dad right there. Uh, uh, just side note, I was all watching. Well, was and just a note: not all shows in Japan like, sound. <laughs> why? Are, why are they yelling? I'm like, what do you mean, Dad? He's like, why do the characters always have to yell? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I but just, but just like, it's true. Like this. the the louder that they talk and the faster they talk, it just comes across. It, it comes across as yelling. Yeah, mm. it's because we don't understand or know the language. Um, probably, yeah, probably. Like. And that's and that's not ragging. Yeah, on, no, because you know, there like was any, um any animes or whatever. yeah, no, there was someone who uh, can't remember a buddy of mine growing up for, came over from Bulgaria for uh, foreign exchange program and barely knew any English. And every time he was around, like me and my buddies, he thought we were speaking like a million miles a minute and yelling all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's just a language barrier. Like because you don't understand any of it, it it just it feels so fast and so loud, um, and you're just trying well, to. Figure I think that's it out. why I like Zelda because she's so understated and and soft yeah. in this game, yeah. which I think some people kind of miss. Like maybe that comes across as apathy towards what she's reading for some people, sure. but uh, I, like I don't know, it worked for me. I can well, I can I can see why people didn't like it. There's literally a moment where she's apathetic in the cutscenes. Um, in the in the night cutscene, yeah, the very the first one. Yeah, I, I think that was by design. No, no, she's it like, was. Oh, that's, that's, she like was supposed this. to be like that, um, and she conveyed it. And, and again, like I said, she started out like I, it took a lot of getting used to for me, mm-hmm. um, but eventually I did. I do really like her as a voice actress, and I hope that in the in the DLC, if there's more voice acting, they keep her along. Yeah. Um, and just because that's that's the voice I'm going to associate with Zelda now. Um, well, yeah, like that's yeah. the thing, um, and, and maybe that's why they went with so many new voice actors. Because they want people to establish themselves as you are this character in this voice. Yeah. So like you know, that's a really good call. So like yeah. yeah, maybe your first go at it wasn't so great, but that's the voice it's going to be. And yeah. you're gonna just get better and better, and because you're new at it, we also don't have to pay you a crap load of money. 
That's true. Um, but we Sign can keep you, you know, they can be like, oh, we have you on like a five game contract and you're going to do all DLC, you know, and we only paid you like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I know there, there, there has been some controversy out there. I know in the past with, with voice actors being underpaid and overworked. I do. I don't think the voice actors in this mm-hmm. game were overworked. Um, I don't think so. I, I no, Based I mean, on, based on like the amount of dialogue, it's not even that bad, but I, it's one of those things that. I am I am overall pleased with the voice acting because um, yeah. even when there was a voice that maybe I didn't like right away by the by the time the game kept moving on I liked it it was one of those mm-hmm. I just didn't imagine the character sounded like that initially and then by the time I got done with it okay that's that's who the character is you know it's just like when you meet people in real life I might have a preconception that this person's gonna have a deep voice but they don't that's just who they are yeah. I you can't change that was, that was the Deku tree for me it took, it took a little while to get used to that but here's, here's the thing like I agree with that because like you know when I look at uh, a Goron like I, the way that Darut sounds mm-hmm. is the way I imagine Darunia sounds mm-hmm. um, just from how they look and being able to match mm-hmm. those and, and associate that with each other um, but even going on to um, <clears throat> you know oh gosh what's the the uh, Gerudo's name. What's her name? Urbosa. Urbosa. Um, I imagine them to have like a very refined kind of like I'm better than you type voice, mm-hmm. um, and and because that's what their their appearance and their that's how they act. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, her, her voice kind of fit for me because I always thought they were kind of like in your face, like more yeah. so warriors kind of you know. And even with Rivali, like the way that like it it sounded like Falco because he had the <laughs> yeah. same character type as Falco. Um, don't try me yeah it was it was it was good i enjoyed it and i i, I want more of yeah. those characters like i'd love to have more of Rivali, daruk mifa and urboso like, yeah like, fantastic characters yeah. so like i haven't experienced the full gamut of voice acting yet because I, I just got to the gerudo area only had one cutscene there um and i haven't even been to the rito area yet so i got you guys keep talking about Rivali, and i like oh my god i can't wait um mm-hmm. but it, you know, I just think back over the, the experiences I had, and I'm happy that Zelda's doing voice acting, but this is a criticism I had about the voice acting once I found out that, oh, it's only in cutscenes. It, it, it can't just only be in cutscenes. I know. Um, the characters that have voices, everything needs to be voiced it, for that character. Like, I, like I especially when... This is weird, right? <sighs> like, the one that really threw me off is when you first meet Prince Sidon in, in the Zora area, he physically speaks to you. Yeah, and then he stops. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. as you're traveling up to Zora's Domain, he stops you like three or four times in what is a mini in-game cutscene to talk to you, and it's just text. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I, I agree that all those characters should be voiced all the time, but like when, when it comes to like you know every single person in the game having a voice i like i don't know if i want that yet. well i don't think every character the problem needs with skyrim it. where like everyone sounds the same yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they need to do it for everyone um well yeah if, yeah. if you're just talking like the main characters and absolutely yes. well here's the thing with Breath of the wild though is that there weren't like there weren't just specifically like you know cookie cutter characters like you didn't have guards one two and three yeah you yeah, had, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were all unique each, characters yeah, and, and that's one of the things that there's really no excuse for not having voice actors for all of them, or at least, like, a small speaking role, because they maybe had, like, maybe five or six lines of dialogue each, and getting one person to do variations of their voice, like, and I, I don't think that Nintendo would ever do this, but if they got, like, Steve Bloom to voice maybe <laughs> five or six of the guys, then get that'd the be fine. the cast of The Simpsons in there. Yeah, just, just get somebody, 
you know, Billy West, Steve Bloom, Nolan North to do the generic voices of people at stables, that kind of thing. Just have that um, voice acting. But like, like Nate said, that was my biggest problem was the main characters had like a major speaking role and then they stopped. And the only characters that had, had, you know, a full speaking role the entire time were Zelda, Rivali, Daruk, uh, Urbosa, and Mifa. Because once you're in the Divine Beasts, you have a cutscene with each character, and then mm -hmm. they guide you each time, and then you have a cutscene afterwards. So you always hear them. There's never a moment where you're not yeah, going to talk well, to yeah. them. Well, that's because those characters, either they're guiding you, or it's a cutscene, and yeah. you have these other characters that talk to you in cutscenes, um, but like so much of the conversation you're going to have with that character is outside of cutscenes. Well, it so, takes you out of the moment. Yeah, it just it threw me out. Like it's, it's definitely awkward. Yeah. It feels like it feels like those like Super Smash Bro intro videos where like it would go, he'd speak and then it's like, you know, Prince Sidon is here to battle or whatever, and then it's just text. Yeah, know? it feels like they it's, they, just, it's, it's weird. It's almost like because it, this isn't Nintendo's first time doing voice acting, but like no, when like they did in other M, obviously people didn't like it. Um, well, this is again and, like we we talked about before the game came out. This is a very it sounds terrible, but it's it. This is a Japanese way to handle voice acting in a in a JRPG esque game, mm -hmm. because there are scenes that are fully rendered, but I don't think that they were like fully rendered cutscenes in this game. It 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 fit because you'd always be in costume that you were wearing and the sword yep. and stuff. Um, but then out of out of cutscene uh, cutscenes would typically just be. Um, just the text, text. and that's the same thing like Nino Cooney's the biggest offender of that um, yeah. I say offender because that's one of my least favorite things <laughs> that could happen in a game um, but yeah like I just want that consistency like mm -hmm. ideally you know and, and I think I said this before the game came out I don't remember if I said this at Nintendo Prime or at Zelda Informer but I really wanted all characters to be voiced all the time but at the same time I realized this is Nintendo's first giant open world game they're not doing that it's not happening it's mm -hmm. expensive even if you have one guy doing ten of the voices, it doesn't matter. It's expensive. It's not happening. But I always figured the characters that they have voice actors for, that they would yeah. at least try to voice act all of that. All of your interaction that, that with that character. Weird. And they didn't do that. So like if I have one thing, like if Nintendo isn't going to go all in on voice acting, which I don't think they're going to, um, then in the DLC or in the next Zelda game, I think the characters that they have any sort of voice acting for, they need to just go all out for those characters. Um, yeah. Because you can come up with an epic excuse like they had this time for Link not to speak, but if those characters already physically spoke to you, then you need to keep them talking. You can leave the text box Samus, up. That's like, fine, Samus needs but... to be talking in the next Metroid game, for example. Like, once you've done that, you need to continue yeah. with that. Well, like, uh, I... It really it really rubbed me the wrong way that you can turn off subtitles in the oh. cutscenes. It, it was really distracting, and I, I just can't yeah, believe and that, was, that, that that's was the thing. That, that's thing, why you know? I wanted voice acting, because I always felt that reading text during cutscenes takes me out of the cutscene. It's distracting. It, like, mm -hmm. that's, that's probably my single biggest uh, critique of the game, um, is that you, you can't do something as simple <laughs> as turn off subtitles. Actually, I'm going to... I'm gonna kind of segue here because I was gonna I was gonna Sweet. say earlier um, I was gonna give kind of a critique of the game as well. But first, before I do that, I'm gonna say like uh, for for story wise, like I really one of the things that I really um, admired about this game was like usually like usually in Zelda games you have 
Zelda, who knows what she's doing. She's uh, established. She has all of her powers in check, and it's Link building himself up to be the hero of time or the hero or, or whatever that comes and saves the land. So it was refreshing to see that kind of dynamic flipped on its head where now Link is already ready to go and Zelda can't can't get her you know mojo going. So that, that was really cool. But one of the things that, uh, like when we talk about Breath of the Wild spoilers, there aren't any really. Like when you think about it, like you, you basically go in, you fight Calamity Ganon, that's it. You don't you don't really understand what Calamity Ganon is. You don't really understand, uh, you know, how he took over the Guardians. You don't really. There's just there's a lot left unsaid. So I like and half of me appreciates that because you could kind of fill in, you know, your own blanks mm-hmm. and 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 pick up on what you think happened and stuff like that. But like on the other side, um, like there isn't really like a, a huge. I guess like probably the biggest spoiler of the game would be. Ganon at the end saying he's giving up on reincarnation. That doesn't um, happen though. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, like, there's no, you know, there's no, I guess, like, like moment or something where, like, I, I, I was really worried about having this game spoiled for me, but like, literally, you go and fight Clam again, and that's it. Yeah, I like, mean, I think the, the, the spoilers are basically what happened before the game happened. Yeah. Um. And like, and, and even then, it's like we know that Link fell in a battle and was asleep for hundred years. Like, but we like didn't we knew know. That. We didn't know if where that ba- what that battle was, if it was with Clamity Ganon or if he was from a different timeline. The, the, the spoilers were primarily the memories, yeah, and what mm-hmm. you learned in the memories. Um, there is something that I wanted to bring up, though. Um, you kind of touched on it. Um, is I, I want to discuss. There's there's two major things I want to discuss um, before we go. Uh, and this one was one of the ones that a lot of people had critiques about, um, was that Ganon didn't have any characterization. Um, because in this game, everybody, pretty much everyone in the game had some sort of characterization to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ganon was just kind of this primordial evil force. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and when I say there's no spoilers, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I figured there would be some, like, some kind of, you know, method to, like, really... how did he get to be Calamity Ganon? Yeah, yeah. How did he get to be this So this is what's... Whatever, right? this, I, I, this is one aspect I thought was really weird about this game, right? So, from what I know of the backstory so far, off the memories that I've... That I've got, like, over half of them done now, mm-hmm. is that, uh, like, I don't know, when, when they first started digging up the Guardians, right? Or mm-hmm. they first started, um, you know, preparing... In case he came back. Um, they really had no signs he was going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just read mm-hmm. an ancient legend from 10,000 years ago. And just started preparing for it to happen. Um, and it, it, it was just really weird because... It, if At least to me, the impression I got is that Hyrule's been in peace for a hell of a long time. Mm-hmm. So what happened to make Even them think Ganon's coming back? Even in they say back? that it's peaceful. Like, and they knew that Ganon was like trapped below the castle or something. There was some scene I remember where they said, like, they knew where he was, but, like, mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to get out, and, like, those pillars that come up, we find out, you know, that's for using, that, that those only ex- only pop up to help contain him. Um, well, and that the thing, too, was even during that cutscene with, with Link, Zelda, and the king, mm-hmm. he says something about princesses shouldn't be dealing with tools of war during peacetime or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, they all acknowledged it, that it was a peacetime. Yeah, it's, it's it's like, so Hyrule's been in peace for a hell of a long time. Why are you preparing for a war? Like, mm-hmm. like that's what I felt so weird about it. It's like, why now? 
What yeah. I, yeah, like I guess a piece of the puzzle again, and we'll come back eventually. But how do they know exactly when? Like, did it say? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Did it say he comes back every ten thousand years? No, no, no. That's the thing. Like they, they, it said like they read a legend about him about when he comes back. What 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 some civilization did many many years ago. And obviously, what happened then hasn't actually happened in a game yet. Like we haven't seen the game mm-hmm. that used guardians and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, so something happened in some timeline somewhere where they used the guardians and the Sheikah and all the stuff, and it all went crazy, and the divine beast, and it all worked, and they stopped Ganon with the princess and the champions. So they're they they were preparing to relive um, what they had to do back then with the with the guardians and the divine mm-hmm. beast and the champions and Link and Zelda. So they were preparing for this. But at the same time, the only criticism I have of of this backstory given is that we're not given the key situation that occurs to make them feel like they need to prepare right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's like well, exactly. they've been I in feel, peace I feel like you're for missing what? that character that kind of sparks. Yeah, the like they've been in like peace that, for thousands of years, or whatever. And for thousands of years, and even the king is saying like, "Hey, you shouldn't even worry about these things. Like we're in a time of peace." It's like, then why are you worrying about it, king? <laughs> I, I think so, I, like I guess I was a victim kind of here of my own expectations because I figured mm-hmm. like I figured like there's got to be someone pulling or like maybe it's Ganondorf comes back and he is what's creating this calamity Ganon because I thought calamity Ganon was I thought they like, were gonna cop out I thought it was gonna be like like I thought he was gonna be like a like a disease that someone has created or something yeah. or, or something along those yeah. lines you know what yeah I, mean? I thought it was gonna uh, be I just like there uh... would be an explanation or like a character that was making him so because I like I was of the mind I'm like oh yeah when they port. You know, when they port Smash Bros. to to Switch, they're going to have extra characters, and the main bad guy in Breath of the Wild is going to be one of them, and it's going to be awesome. But, like, there there isn't, like, that. It's just Calamity Ganon. Yeah, I thought there was going to be, like, a sign. And Calamity Ganon is sweet, but... That, like, the reason they were starting to prepare for him is because something happened that was also in the old legends that happened before Ganon came back in the past. So, like, I don't know if it needed to be a character, but it needed to be something. Some sort well, of event. The, the difficulty so, for Some me, kind of spark to get everything yeah. started. Yeah. And instead it was just, oh, we think he's going to come back, and then he showed up. It's like, oh, okay, what made you think he was... I mean, obviously you were right, he came back, but what made you think he was coming back now? Well, it's weird that, again, like I said, that they don't have a characterization for Ganon... Even though every character in this game has some sort of like characterization to them, so we, we even mm-hmm. the small characters, and I think that um, we saw a little bit of a Marvel movie syndrome um, in the fact that the villain was more of a vehicle through which the story yes. was told. Um, Perfect way to put it. Yep. The villain being, and, and that doesn't bother me. Villain. Um, no, it doesn't. Bother in a game me either, like in a game like Breath nice. of the Wild, it doesn't because. Like, I've had complaints about Ganon and Ganondorf in other games, but in this particular game it didn't because it was very clear, from the, at least from the beginning, when you're waking up in a resurrection chamber, that a bunch of crap went down. Yeah. And you're, not, you're just not going to know. Most people aren't going to know because it happened so long ago. Even a hundred years ago. Thousands of years ago. So, like, I, I didn't care. That, I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of backstory for, for Ganon in this, especially when they said... It's Calamity again, and when he comes out, he's going to destroy the mm-hmm. world. I'm like, okay, so this is like a Zelda one kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's one of those... It, it definitely doesn't take away from the game. No, it doesn't. You know, I, I, I just feel like... Like, even in the Marvel movies, right? Where you kind of have the the bag, the big bad guys, they're there, um, but they're just in the background. You just know they're eventually going to do something. 
Yeah, um, sounds Loki. Loki's pretty much the only character. Yeah, but, but the, again, there, there is a driving force that makes mm-hmm. them think mm-hmm. this is going to happen. Like, Loki is basically how they know aliens are going to invade, right? Like, yeah. like, they know these bad things are about to happen because there's something driving them to think it. Whereas, in Breath of the Wild, it doesn't matter if Ganon mm-hmm. himself does anything until the end. What matters is that having something that told the people that were preparing for him that it was going to happen. Um, it would have been different to me if, like, if they didn't know. They weren't, like, they, they weren't preparing for it. And then he just showed up, and that's why Link died. So you're looking for more of an inciting incident into the conflict. Yeah, like, like, like if, they, if it had just been Ganon came back, and, like, the whole time when they're talking about, oh, we're, we're preparing, I initially thought he had already come back. Like, oh, he, yeah. he he came back, and now you're looking at the old legends trying to figure out how to stop him, and then you failed at stopping him. No, instead you were looking at the old legends preparing for if he came back, and then he started to come back, and then you really ramped up your efforts. But, like, why were you mm-hmm. starting those efforts in the first place? That's never it's, a given. It's a testament to Breath of the Wild that, like, it works as well as it does yeah. in spite of the lack of uh, story. Uh, and and, and I mean, thanks. Like, I, I get a now lot now I know this, I never I get think... an answer. I kept hoping that well, somewhere yeah. I'm going to get an answer. And and the thing is, <laughs> the, I'm, I'm remiss to say, so I'm hoping I don't, I don't kill this Okay, so, so hold um, on. So, so I get a lot of flack for this. I think Skyward Sword had probably some of the best, like, story moments sure. in the series. Well, and that's that's where you get the feels from in that game, right? Like from the scene where Zelda goes to sleep, from the scene where Faye goes away, like those those give you those those feelings in that game. But like for this game, you just get those those tingly feelings, like you you get goosebumps when you see like the dragon or when you. Or when I you I love the story in the story. So that that's why it works, and that's why the lack of the villain isn't yeah. maybe a deal breaker where where in other games it could have been. Well, I just feel it, like it's it, something it's that would have been a, nice and it's something that could be addressed in in DLC. Now I, that I'm thinking about it, actually that'd be pretty sweet. I feel like it's a missed opportunity for them. Um, yeah. and that that's what it is. It's not like a deal breaker like you said, but it's a missed opportunity. Um, and and it again, you know, it's a great game. I'm not saying that this is any points off of the game. No. Um, but story-wise it's it's mm-hmm. a missed opportunity. Like I I had for some reason I had this idea in my head that there was like Calamity Ganon and there was Ganon. And I and maybe I've just seen too many movies and too many shows, but I imagine <laughs> like this this old man being trapped in the middle of all this, being like, I, I I've lost control of of Ganon or I've lost control of this and you need to kill me kind of a thing. Uh, um, so I had like this <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird expectation in my head of the game. But um I, I wanted some characterization for him because even in uh a link to the past. There was characterization for Ganon. You had Aghanim. I'm always. I'm not sure if that's how you sure, pronounce sure, the name. Sure. Close enough. Um, I never know how to say that. You had him, and he was the personification of Ganon. He was basically the first um, precursor to Ganondorf that we were going to get. Was him, mm-hmm. um, and then Ganon talked at the very end of the game, and, and he had a personality. And so we know that the the beast of Ganon exists with the consciousness of of personhood, um, and I would have liked to see that somehow, like why it was doing what mm-hmm. it was doing, aside from the fact that it was just this this curse. Like, yeah. heck, even even uh, I'm so scared to spoil this for you, Nate. It, even it doesn't sword, bother me. <laughs> okay, even even Fee had more characterization in Breath of the Wild than Ganon did. Um, yeah. And and it's fine. gosh, that I I totally thought that we were going to see demise at some point. No, I thought we were going to see feet. There was a moment in the game, the final memory you get to, Nate. Uh, just look forward to this moment. That's what I'm going to do for you. 
is there's a final moment, like after you do all the memories, you get one final memory. And as Link falls in battle, and you're wondering what's going to happen, you hear the sound that Fee makes in Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the sword talks to Zelda. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the voice, but you hear like Zelda responds. Yeah, to the yeah, sword. yeah. They're having a conversation. And so, yeah, and so you're very well aware that Fee is alive. And based on your knowledge from Skyward Sword, you're aware of you know who she is, what where she's from. They always refer to her as the spirit of the sword, but it's it's obvious. Well, who it is. and like if she, you know, if, if she's coming out of the sword or speaking from the sword, that also suggests her bond on demise is. Yeah. So and she stopped speaking. Maybe uh, hit, maybe that's a hit towards the DLC. Well, like what do you guys think about that uh that resurrection line that they threw out how he's given up his right to to or it's not resurrection reincarnation. When hmm? like so when so when you're fighting Beast Ganon yeah. right at the Oh end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um when she says, you know, I wrote this down hold on. Uh, he's given up on his reincarnation in order to manifest himself, basically. Um, so, like that—that that, see that to me tells me that you know we've seen the last of uh, Ganondorf that's, or Ganon, that's but not, not necessarily true because. But yeah, like at, like I don't I don't know. At the very end of the game, she says Ganon is gone for now, but we still need to be prepared. Yeah, because um, the the true ending of the game. There's a scene at the very end, after the very end, yeah, yeah. where Zelda is talking, mm-hmm. and she says something like, uh, "Let's go to Zora's domain or whatever." Zora's domain, because that the divine beast Ruta isn't working, and we need to make sure that it's okay, um, just in case for when he comes back. Yeah. Also, we need to like talk to the king about Mifa, so, something like that. And so it's mm-hmm. they're not entirely ruling out Ganon as as returning. Um, that, yeah, that's why I was just confused yeah, why they it, threw it, that it, line in there. It, it's weird because um, the game clearly hints that Ganon could come back, mm-hmm. but then like it also hints that like Ganon stopped trying to reincarnate himself so he could come back in his full beast form instantly. Because um, I don't know what his form would have been, you know, if he had reincarnate. Maybe that is the form he reincarnates in, but he gave up on trying to maintain himself as it were as like a being like oh i'm gonna like be this man. everlasting being like like that like that's why i kind of where andy's coming from where like it almost felt like he was giving up his um everlasting life because no one you know can't kill him you're always sealing him and it felt mm-hmm. like okay instead of me trying to resurrect myself in a way where if i am defeated i can come back anyways it's like no i'm just gonna put everything i have out there right now which unfortunately for him was basically a death star situation where you just stay away from the laser and you kill him yeah um which was it it, it was uh, kind of disappointing but then it wasn't because i felt like once you got to that point like the the battle before it was so difficult at least for me that when you got to that point you really weren't didn't have much left in you (laughs) to be honest also he was Um, it kind of seemed like a last ditch effort on ganon's part out of desperation to preserve himself Kind yeah, of, and he's yeah. like, okay, well, I'm going to come out and have this giant laser thing. I know I'm slow. I know well, I probably I, can't. Like, I think it would have meant more, too, if you did have that missing link of, like, this is the, the spark that instigated everything. It would have meant but more see, if that's, Ganon had some kind of characterization. See, this is why like, I think, you know? Um, you know, now that I know that, you know, basically Phi is still around, Fi-Fi, whatever, that, um, Fi-Fi-Fo-Fum, um, that, uh, that does suggest, because Demise was never killed. Mm-hmm. Right, demise was sealed within the sword, and 
Fee had to sacrifice herself as a being to go to sleep uh, for to, to go to sleep to keep Demise from ever coming back. And Demise's curse is obviously what led to Ganon, yada yada yada. That's all fine, that's all well explained, but it's like if Fee is now starting to speak as of a hundred years ago, that suggests that Demise might as well be on the verge of coming back, and if Demise and Ganon were back at the same time, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's that's DLC I want to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like it's one of those that like yeah they're preparing for the Ganondorf, but maybe Zelda's also like hey he he doesn't know that um, I know that what I'm actually preparing for is something worse than Ganon. Yeah, um, but Link doesn't know that, so as a character you just don't have that full memory because um, you don't know what Fi said, etc. Um, mm-hmm. So like it's possible now you know now that I know that's a memory that like Zelda you know she's saying to Link. Like, she's preparing for Ganon to come back, but that's not really what she means. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just doesn't know what to, what else to say because she doesn't know how to stop Demise. Mm-hmm. So she's just Quick doing she's just doing what I she knows. We're getting, I think the next Legend of Zelda game will be out within two and a half years. Uh, Bold prediction. I, mean, I think... I'd like the to pro- see... The problem is, if they do DLC beyond this year, it's not happening in two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, so well, I need to see where. The, plus, I need to see where this DLC goes. Because right now, I don't feel like things are really on a cliffhanger necessarily. Right now, it's more mm-hmm. so. Okay, I, I think the next. I think the next game will be like a Majora's Mask style. Like, yeah. Well, I feel like there's hints. Like, like we just talked about a potential hint that there's something bigger than Ganondorf maybe coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zelda knows it, but Link does it. So like, there's a subtle hint out there that there's more, but it's not really in a place where there has to be more. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the DLC, what's interesting about it is it says it has its own unique story which we speculated a billion different ways they can go with that um but if that leads to like say it's seeing zelda side of things and that leads ultimately to us gaining new information to story that does leave it on a cliffhanger not uh, or or a suggestion that yeah something's coming yeah and, you know, the, that's it. And you just think, oh, is it going to be DLC? And then all of a sudden next year they're like, bam, by the way, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, you know, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them doing that because they might already have that. Like, they might be already thinking that far ahead. Um, based on maybe this, oh, man, we hit a home run at E3 last year. People are, this thing's going to sell like crazy. Let's just start, let's build on it and do the Majora's Mask thing like we did for Broken Your Time and just have actually mm-hmm. have it prepared. Like, not something we just do on a whim in a year. Like, let's just... Know what we're uh, gonna I do. I really, I think it's safe to say, like the next game will be, uh, like not like a main kind of series game. I, or maybe not safe to say, but that's my gut feeling. We'll see. I, with that. I mean, I, I, think I don't think it's that... gonna be a, whatever they do next. If they do it in two and a half years, it's not gonna be as big as Breath of the Wild. But I do wonder if it's something that is going to build on top of Breath of the Wild, um, like almost like DLC in a way, but not. Well, I, for all we know right now, they're only doing one one DLC story for 2017. Yeah, that's all they don't announced. know their their future and and the future of the DLC could like if if these are not just like maybe like five like maybe half an hour to an hour <laughs> DLCs. If these yeah. are like Blood and Wine Witcher three type DLCs, then we've got you know we're safe with Breath of the Wild <laughs> for a while. That's what I'm hoping for. when they say new unique story. That's why I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, like if we that, get like I almost expect it to be like Blood and Wine, and maybe well, that's if, unfair to Zelda if, to do that. If we can get a game, if we can get DLC for Breath of the Wild that could function as its own standalone game and win Best <laughs> RPG of the Year, then that's <laughs> wonderful. You know, something like that would be amazing. 
DLC, DLC. Who wins? What wins game of game of the year? Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild's DLC? <laughs> the DLC. <laughs> the DLC took it all. Took the cake. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm so hyped for the like, like I. All I know is the more I play of this game, the more I want to keep playing. And I think even once I 100% whatever is available in the game now, I'm still going to want to keep playing. Um, and I think they knew that, which is why they announced I'm, I'm going to tell you guys did. something absolutely disgusting. I have 150 hours into this game. Yep. I have all the shrines done. I have hundreds of Korok seeds. I have almost all the armor. I'm 35% done. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that is disgusting. Well, it's figuring out, you know, what all the percentages mean. Like, okay, I, obviously, um, all the Korok seeds, all of the shrines, Gosh, all the memories. Nine hundred Korok seeds. Yeah, like so, all you have mm-hmm. all of that, but like Gotta that's that clearly not it. Like, you have your armor upgrades. So, like, you might almost have some armor upgraded all the way, but had to have all of your armor upgraded all the way because that probably counts as your completion percentage. Um, yeah. Maybe there's things out in the world you need you need to find. Like, like we, we didn't even get into the whole, uh, there's that picture quest. Um, oh, we, yeah. Need to take a picture. I don't think that counts towards your percentage. But it like, does. I, I don't it does. Think I it do counts that. towards it. It counts towards your percentage. Well, that's probably why. You, yeah. have, to, you have to have boss pictures, pictures so of So, like, either get the pictures taken or find infinity rupees and just buy them off Ravi. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he basically has every picture in the game that you need. It's just... Really? Like, the, the, easy way, the easy way to get money in the game is to get lumin, luminous stones, uh, yeah. get enough of those, bring them to the Zora, then get the diamonds from the Zora, get enough of those, and bring them to the Gerudo in Goron City. And you'll oh, get, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that, could, that Gerudo pays out the freaking nose. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, but I think that the... Like, I whenever I... Like, I've been putting off getting to Ganon for a long time, because I've been ready. Like, I've had no excuse other than finishing the shrines. And today mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I should probably finish it before I do the podcast so we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> and I was like, fine, I'll do it. I just, I didn't want it to end. Um, just cause oh, it's it doesn't end there, so, my friend. I know. It's just been yeah. so amazing so far. I just can't, like... Yeah, you don't want it to end. Um, yeah. One thing I will say is, is I heard some people saying that... Because um, as I was as, as I was fighting and becoming again, I did it over a live stream. Um, so I was sitting there chit-chatting with some Zelda fans, and they were like, yeah, I, I just did this fight the other day, it really wasn't that difficult, yada, 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 and then they watched me fight, and I'm like, oh man, this is a lot more difficult for you, like, look how many hearts he's taken off when he does hit you, man, I had all the ancient armor, and I had this and that, and I'm like, here's the thing, and, and this actually adds context to me to the overall <laughs> story, even, so a hundred years ago, Link basically faced off against Ganon in a championship, <laughs> that, that, that's what he faced off in. And that's what he's sword. wearing. No and the Master Sword. And, like, yeah, the Master Sword's great. It, it can go up to 60 damage against him. That's great. It's not a terrible weapon. I used it for the fight because, you know, I just didn't want to deal with it. I used it because it felt thematically correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use it because it felt... I, I used it because, one... Well, one, it felt like, this is the Master Sword. Come on. That's yeah. what it's for, yeah. right? Exactly. But, but on top of it, like, it's not even my highest damage weapon. And I kept thinking, there's no way... In, I, I've only done, like, 30 shrines. I'm not breaking my highest damage weapon now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll use the Master Sword, and then I'll go to my high damage weapon if I'm not doing enough damage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so like, it, it made me realize that Link back then, he had, he had the, the Master Sword. Did, I don't even know if he had a shield back then. I can't remember in the cutscenes. But he had the Master Sword, and he had the Champion Shirt. That's where he faced off against Ganon. And all these people tell me, oh, it's easy. Well, you have all, when you have all the Ancient Gear, when you've got all four of the uh, things working against him. Like, back then, that's not what happened. 
Back mm-hmm. then, they didn't have the four divine beasts because Ganon sent out those cal- those you know calamity things that that essentially killed all the, all four of those champions. And then it was down to Zelda and Link. So Link didn't have any of their help. So he basically basically Link had the master sword, but went from the starting area to the boss in the first hour of the game. That's basically how the fight went hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you do that in this game, you can win. There are people who have pulled it off without the master sword, mind you. Um, but it's a very difficult fight. Um, way more difficult then than it is after you beat the four beasts and you're geared up and you have all this stuff. So I, I think what was nice about this fight is that yes, it can be easy if you are over prepared, which they were not over prepared. Yeah, them. it's all about what you put in. Yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much a the theme for the game. Like you, the enemies are here for the game. Sorry, you guys can't see this, but I'm doing this on the video. So the enemies are here. You start off here, and eventually you get up to here, and the enemies are still kind of somewhere in that middle. Mm-hmm. So they don't really scale to you, but they, you, you know, it, well, it's, it's, if you put in the effort, you can, you know, you can kick ass. And it's a Majora's yeah. Mask scenario based on how well, how much you complete of the game, is how the boss battle is going to go for you. Because if you got yeah, every single mask of Majora's Mask and you got the Fierce Deity at the end, man, you can breeze through Majora like that. <laughs> like it's it's that was probably one of the easiest right, boss fights totally. I did. Because first time I played that game, I hundred percented it. So I was like, well, I've got all the masks. I'm gonna get the Fierce Deity mask, and I'm just gonna take this thing down. Um, and that's just you know that's just been how I've taken. Yeah, that was just game. like a three minute spanking when, uh, if you had that mask. And it's the same kind of thing <laughs> with with Breath of the Wild. Like you do all of those. Um, the divine beast you get all this stuff that you need and then you take on ganon it, it's it's not necessarily unfair because you've put in the work for it so yeah fi- honestly mm-hmm. fighting the, the blights were one of the harder parts of the game aside from wind black ganon wind black ganon was freaking easy you just take him out with um the bomb well, arrows like so i thought done. the first blade was hard and then they got progressively easier like obviously as i got progressively better well what yeah. did you start the with? first blade kicked my ass like, cause it, you can do them out of order in different orders. Like I did wind blight mm-hmm. first, and then I think I did uh, fire blight, and then water blight, and then earth blight, and and then fire or water and earth were the hardest ones for me. Um, just kind of just it was so difficult. Yeah, I had no problem with the water one. Um, that's the one with the Zoras, right? I yeah. don't remember the name yet. That was the very first one I did, and <laughs> okay, so before I even went to the Zora area, I'd already done like. 20 plus hours of exploring and like did shrines and already did eventide island um so like i was massively out geared for the zora area by the time i got there and things were hitting me for like a quarter heart i'm like (laughs) (laughs) okay i guess i should have been here first (laughs) yeah um anyways so like i was breezing through breezing through everything got to the boss and i don't even think that boss ever even hit me it like how to beat it was so obvious Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that like, I just never, it, it was never, a pro- I had a harder time just getting to the boss doing the dungeon than the actual fight. Um, and it's just cause you know, the dungeon, you got to figure out the puzzle and where to shoot the yeah. water and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. Like that was great. I, I, I thought those, those puzzles were brilliant, but, um, that, that actual fight wasn't that difficult to me. The, I did the Goron one next. Um, that one, um, I'm trying to even remember. That one, I remember being a little bit more of a challenge because I had a hard time hitting it with an arrow. Because mm-hmm. um, the previous one, I literally just basically arrowed it down and just smashed away. It was just shoot it in the eye, swing yeah. away, shoot mm-hmm. it in the eye, swing away. Like, it really wasn't that the hard. The Fire Blight Ganon was a little difficult because he would put up a shield or he'd move around too fast. Yeah, so I, I first faced those ones at the castle right before the Ganon fight. 
Um, which I guess I knew was going to happen. I just hadn't really watched videos on those particular two. So, like, the wind one, um, turned out wasn't that hard. Uh, the first time I faced it. The second time I actually died to it. Because I was being mm-hmm. dumb. I just I just figured I was going to cheese through it and call it a day. Because I just destroyed it before. And all of a sudden it did moves I didn't see before. And I'm like, oh, well. Alright. But, yeah, that fire one sucked. Until... That's when I started, once that fire one, the second time I fought it, I realized I need to get good at this because I'm going to need to do it for the Ganon fight. And basically it was that not only did he have the shield, right? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, you got to destroy the shield, yada, 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 that's fine. But when he did that zip around thing and smash you in the face, I, I started realizing, because I kept relying on the on the Doruk thing to, to break that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started realizing all I have to do is face where he's where he's coming from because he's gonna come at you from that same angle and just hold mm-hmm. your shield up and then he runs into you. But once yeah, I figured I that out, I'm like, oh, well, this fight's not that hard now. Yeah, it's it's all about finding <laughs> the patterns in the bosses and even in, yeah. In at the very well, end. and what I realized because what I started doing with it, I started timing like putting my shield down right when he strikes because if you do that, it, it works as a parry. Mm-hmm. And I was practicing that with him because I remembered. That you could parry back, um, you know, the the shots from uh, Guardians cha- ch- from Guardians because I had done it once one other time during the game, and I was like, okay, well, I know Ganondorf shoots those beams. I wonder if I could do that to him instead of trying to like do the jump dodges. Because when I saw when I watched the guy speed run it, I saw him for that part of the fight. He never threw the 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 beam back at him because he never had a, a shield basically. Shield. Yeah. So he was always mm-hmm. jump dodging. So that's what I was trying to do, and I suck at that. Then I'm like, well, I have shields that can hit this stuff back. Why don't I just use those? So I was trying to practice that mid-fight. Um, got myself hit a couple times, but uh, whatever. Yeah. It was worth it. Um, I don't know. I I find myself loving this game. Um, I am my, doing, like, I'm doing a review of it uh, for my other site since apparently our masses doesn't want us to do a review of Zelda for some reason. Um, we can do it on here. We can do whatever we want on here. Yeah, we do whatever we want on the podcast. This is the review. It'll mean, it'll mean such um, different things to such different Like, we people, talked about all these so. things that it could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still coming away right now, you know, over 40 hours in, you know, only 10% of the game, 11% of the game done. And my impression already is this is might be the, my favorite game I've ever played. Um... I am more engrossed into this game than I think I've ever been engrossed into any other game I've played in my life. I I, I don't know if I would say like I don't think it's my favorite Zelda, but I, like I don't think okay. it ever could have been because it like I, like I'll always have that attachment to sure. Ocarina of Time, you know. Sure. So, but this is maybe the best Zelda um, in terms of, of what it does, in terms of everything that it's going for. Yeah. Would like, be kind of my my final thoughts about how I would categorize Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't think anything for me could ever top Zelda 2 in the Zelda series, um, let alone some of my other favorites. And then I didn't think anything would ever top Secret of Mana for me as like my favorite game. Like, there's just nothing could top that. Um, and part of that's obviously because of the age I played those games at. Um, not that they're not fantastic games still, but, you know, I have even fonder memories because I grew up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, I don't think anything can really match that. And the entire mm-hmm. time I played this game, and I, I was talking to my buddy Eric about it, it's, I feel 
Like, I am a kid again playing video games when I play this. Um, I feel... Like, and I've played a ton of open world games. Like, none of these mechanics, Zelda's doing, is 100% new to the gaming. But while I play this game, it gives me the same feelings I got playing games growing up. And I didn't realize until this game how much I have just not felt that way about a video game since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why when I'm like, so far, like, I can't give a, give a final judgment right now if it's my favorite game of all time quite yet. Because I gotta, I gotta complete it. Okay? Like, I can't just. Oh, it's it, it tops Secret of Mana because it's the game I'm addicted to right now. But it, it's one of those things where right now is a feeling that I don't know if I'm ever going to get again in video games. Like it took me how you know twenty years or whatever to get back to this feeling in a game again. And I've been playing games this whole time. Well, um, it's it, it's it's kind of based on your preference for what you look for in a game and what you look for in a story. And, and I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up with this because we we need to yep. cut it short tonight. Um, and I think that when it comes to gaming and when it comes to pretty much any type of media, um, your, your personality, your worldview, and your values are reflected in what you see in the game. So like whenever I look at Wind Waker, um, when I write editorials on Wind Waker, I, I project unknowingly and un- unwillingly, but it happens, my bias on my worldview into the game. And I view that those characters through that type of worldview. Um, and so it means different things to me. Uh, and so, like Andy said, Ocarina of Time is, is still his favorite Zelda game. And that's fine. Like, you can have a favorite Zelda game that's not Breath of the Wild. That's that's not a bad opinion. There's no such thing. Yep. Um, and so, like, for me, this is a great, it's a fantastic game. Um, I absolutely love Breath of the Wild. Uh, I haven't walked mm-hmm. away feeling the same way I have about other games of Breath of the Wild. Like, I didn't just sit back and go, like, Man, I'm blown away by this in terms of the story, um, but like just the overall impression of the game is amazing. Like, uh, for example, I, I finished a long time ago, like back when it ended. Um, I saw I'm a huge fan of Gravity Falls, probably my favorite show. Um, at the at the season or the series finale of that show, I sat back and I cried because I was like, man, that <laughs> that story in that show was just just blew me away. And I don't know mm-hmm. everyone's going to have that response. Um, and that's fine. Uh, yep. I just think that when it comes down to, to gaming and, and to, to any type of media, it's, it's what you like and what you value out of it. And so when you, you know, you could say that, you know, you don't like certain things in Breath of the Wild and people are going to get mad at you for it. It's not, it's not a big deal. You can go screw them. Um, everybody's got their own opinions. Everybody's got their own views on stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, really, you know, Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. Don't let anyone tell you it's not, because it's fantastic. Mm, I, I think its Metacritic score alone is going to tell you that there is... I mean, a lot of it's subjective, but like there is objective proof that this is yeah. an amazing game. And, and it's it's great. It's You know you could say it's your favorite game or not. You could say mm-hmm. it's your favorite Zelda game or not. It's, it's amazing. Um, and it, it definitely is something that Nintendo should be proud of. And they should look at this game for future Zelda games. They should be like, well, you know, this this was such a great game. Whether or not everyone liked it, this is something that we should do more of with these types of ideas. I mean, I really hope they walk away with that. I really hope that they take this. I was thinking about this today when I was eating dinner with my fiance. It's just like, you know, I really hope Nintendo looks at the fan response to this game and says, this is what we need to do going forward um, in terms of just games in general with what yeah. they do, how they... How they I was going to say, I, I kind of hope that this... It's unfair... But I kind of hope that this kind of sets a bar for Nintendo's approach to their games on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, 
hopefully Mario Odyssey is going to prove. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Look back on what you've done already set the bar. and find a way to flip it on its head. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just I'm just looking forward to the future of Nintendo now, and a lot of people are are down on the Switch um, for whatever reason, but I think that we're seeing a very like kind of a, a reformation of Nintendo uh, in well, terms we'll of their approach <laughs> to game. Well. For for now, for what we've what we've got in this patent in March in this block mm-hmm. with with Zelda and in the Switch, how they're the, handling the next it, year will will definitely be telling to see because well, yeah. kind of, it looks good now, but is that gonna try exactly? Out, but I'm just you know? saying like we're seeing the start of something good. Let's hope they continue that. Um, well, the thing um, is, we know we know there's a lot of good coming down the pipeline too. Yeah, uh, at least we hope. Like. Like, I know some people are like, oh, they should have just ported Splatoon instead of making Splatoon 2. Well, we don't know everything about Splatoon 2 yet. Yeah. For all we know, it is a worthy sequel to Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is going to have that thing that makes you think, oh, we needed another one. We just, you just don't know yet. On um, Switch, specifically. Yeah, like ARMS, you know. We don't even really know what that game is. I mean, we do, but we don't. A lot of people think it's just a gimmick thing, but is it? Because people who play it say it's pretty dang fun. Well, and you can play it with looks, the, it with looks the like a fun drinking too, if nothing else. Yeah, and the, the and we know things like the, they've doubled down on RPGs. We we have another Xenoblade coming already. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what? A proper sequel. Like Finally. holy crud! And, and like, and that's not to diss the last Xenoblade mm-hmm. game they made. It's just that game just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so so I was gonna <laughs> I forgot to mention this at the start of the show, and I'm gonna mention it now because uh, I gotta get going here, guys. Yeah. But, one thing, one thing that I do uh, want to say is, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you've stuck it out through past the spoilers now, <laughs> um, send in some screenshots. We're starting a thread at Zelda Informer. It's gonna, you know, just use a hashtag. You can see the post on the site. Uh, take your screenshots. It'll be updated periodically. So, I've uh, I've I've been like taking some really cool pictures or whatever that I'm really proud of. So, uh, shared a few of those. So, if, if you have any cool shots, uh, uh, tweet them and we'll put them on the site. Sweet. Yeah. I might tweet some too. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah man. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Switch. Enjoy life. Love each other. Be good to each other. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. But yeah, well, there's a there's a topic we didn't get to, but there's a topic I really want to talk about, and it's going to get kind of political next week. Oh, boy. So look forward Ooh. to that. Might be skipping um, that podcast. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. Yeah, look forward to that one. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you guys. All right. Peace. Bye.